Hello and welcome to the Five Song Mixtape. We discuss a new mix each and every week. My name's Michael. Some people call me a space cowboy. See, told you. He's a cowboy today. And I'm RJ. <laughs> you already used a cowboy one recently. I know, it's Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one, man. just don't want people to know my real name. And I'm really into cowboys right now. Like, uh, like in what way? Sexually. <laughs> yeah. Cowboy butts drive me nuts. I think it was all the or, or, or the peck. Orville Peck. Peck. Say, try that again. Or, or, Orville, <laughs> Orville Peck. Orville Oral Peck. sex. Oral sex. <laughs> Oral sex stick. <laughs> yeah. Would you wear chaps? With pants underneath? Yeah, or sure. Or oh, shorts. Okay. I mean... As we say in the industry, chef's choice. Okay. <laughs> what industry? The right, chaps whatever. industry? Yeah. <laughs> what are you into? Um, I would have to wear pants underneath because I am allergic to leather. Oh. Yep. We got a little prissy boy. I'm not a prissy boy. I've just, I've, I've tried to be a leather daddy I thought you before. were a cowboy daddy. I, okay, I'm a, I'm a cowboy through and through, but I'm more of a wrangler man myself. Oh, okay. You're a yeah. rancher. You're not a cowboy. You're a rancher. Oh, that's what a cowboy is. No, cowboys wear the red sashes, mm. and they shoot them up. This sounds pretty gay to me. <laughs> well, well, yeah. He's yeah. more of a jolly rancher. <laughs> Yeah, you like that? Whoa, RJ is full of oh, jokes. like this. <laughs> alpha. It's not an alpha. That's a good one. He is more of a Jolly Rancher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little sweet, a little sour, you know? More sour. You forget it's in your mouth sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> You'll never forget what I'm in your mouth. <laughs> never forget. It does get smaller the longer you suck it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that sucks you're allergic to leather. I know. Yeah. yeah. What's that about? <laughs> I don't know. I wish I knew. Is that a ginger thing? <laughs> it's not a ginger a g- thing. Genetic thing? <laughs> it's, it is not. I don't know if it's genetic, actually. <laughs> All gingers are allergic to leather. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows that. It's like garlic to vampires. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I was getting the tattoo a long time ago, and I was laying on the. On, I was getting the tattoo on my chest. So I was laying on the table with my shirt off for like seven hours, and then got up the next day and had this huge rash on my back. And I was like, what "The fuck is this tattoo reaction? <laughs> like, what is going on here? Is this normal?" Um, but yeah, then I, I got some boxing gloves a while ago too, and right like past my wrist wraps, it would just inflame like in this weird bracelet-looking rash. Huh, that's crazy. Yeah, it sucks. Hmm. I love leather. I guess RJ's the leather daddy here. So. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> he Basically. has to put on his gimp mask to go to sleep. <laughs> it's disturbing. <laughs> Especially when you wake up in the middle of the night and just took an edible and I just see him walking through this fucking zipper mask. <laughs> his dick out. He's <laughs> <laughs> humming a little tune. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're singing, but it comes out as... <laughs> <laughs> There's people like that, you know? I know. <laughs> There's people that just, like, walk yeah. around and get masks. <laughs> yeah. It's called San Francisco. It, at their leisure in their San apartment. San Francisco. <laughs> it's called Folsom. Yeah. yeah. You ever type in Folsom Street Fair on uh, Google? <laughs> Try that out sometime. Yeah, there's, like, freaks out there, you know? It's weird right. to think yeah. about sometimes. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you know they pass right by you. You know, yeah, you know? every day there's a I freak next know. to you all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, RJ. I mean, everybody has their kinks. I'm that freak. Everybody has their kinks. Mm-hmm. Like Do what? they? Tell me Devin, a kink. Devin likes to dress up as a cowboy. My kink is missionary sex and reading the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's a real kinky. conservative. So if that is, if that is a kink, then call me kinky. <laughs> That's my thing. Yeah. I like seeing a woman's ankles. I wonder if that's a... Uh, that's probably... No one's probably used that as like a defense against murder, right? What, a kink? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure there was... Of time. Uh, there was a, um, a comedian's son that was choke-fucking this girl, and oh. she died. Oh. And, that's sad. <laughs> yeah, and he got, uh, he got arrested for it for murder. But his defense was like, no, we're just, you know, doing choking sex. Yeah, she told me to do it. Yeah. She gave like, well, me verbal consent. She didn't tell me to stop. It's like, yeah, because you were choking her. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, that stuff happens. I mean, I don't know all the time, but I've heard multiple <laughs> stories. <laughs> I tend to hear, like, three stories be like, this is happening everywhere. Probably. Yeah. There's a lot of people in the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably freaks out there. Probably a lot of weird stuff happened in the Philippines, RJ, if you know what I mean. Maybe. There's probably be more weird stuff happening here, to be honest. Probably. It's yeah. the melting pot. Yeah, people get bored here, too. They have a lot of time on their hands. Yeah. Fucking it's American true. pig Americans. Yeah. <laughs> Can't have a kink if you're working 18 hours a day. <laughs> That's right. Sweatshop. Yeah. Unless you start sucking dudes off. Yeah. I mean, maybe that is your kink, working 18 hours a day. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. With a boner the whole time. Can anything be a kink? I think so. I think that's how it works. Can just like saying the N word in public be the kink? That's what I'm and, saying. Um, <laughs> like, that should be your defense. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll try it. I don't think. It, <laughs> see, that's the thing with it. Like, that's <laughs> not illegal. You're with a girl, do. and you're like, "Call me the N word." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're white. Yeah. I call me the N word. <laughs> do it. Or I'm not gonna come. <laughs> I'm gonna stay soft until you say it. So I had uh, I told my coworker that I uh, do a podcast. She's like, I listened to one of your podcasts. Oh no! I was like, Oh no! I was like, oh, no. Were we talking about sucking people off? Oh no, no! It was uh, sucking n words. Just the title of uh, "Shove This Lemon Up Archie's Ass." Oh, it deterred her with just the title, and oh, then she, I was just like, "You haven't listened." Have so you? she didn't listen. No. Cool. I think she listened to a little bit, didn't understand, you know, the context of it. you can listen to it's the songs little... elsewhere. Oh, yeah, that milkman took a little while to understand. I mean, it's, it's not, not hard. hard. <laughs> Who do you work with? Just yeah, a bunch of dingbats. How old is she? Fucking dingbats. Uh, tw- almost twenty or something. Oh. What's her full name and address? So she's giving <laughs> We know you know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have access to the files. <laughs> Bring, bring us the documents. Just bring everybody's yeah. file. Be like oh, this person. Yeah. Welcome to the credit cards <laughs> stolen information podcast. The fucking identity. Have people podcast. call in and be like, you know, I'll yeah. give you a hundred bucks for one. I'm like, all right, hundred dollars. Yeah. Do I hear sold? Yeah. Well, you tell her she is missing out. Yeah. Some good time. So, anyways, back to saying the n word in public. Yeah. It's not illegal to do. The thing is, you'll just get punched. Yeah. You know, that's the only well, like punishment. Where you are, yeah. If you're in Folsom, they'd be like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> like if you're at the Folsom Street Fair, that might be somebody's kink there. Yeah. Um, you just like, yeah on the movie Die Hard, the sign. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. Zeus going to come out of nowhere. Like, Ooh. what the fuck do you think you're doing? I wonder when that was the last name, time right? that was Zeus. a Halloween costume for a white person. <laughs> I know. Probably fairly recently. I know. I might try that this year. <laughs> I don't All think right. people will get it, though, you know? No, they won't. It'll be so old. <clears throat> All right, so this is episode 96 of the podcast. This is my mix. Uh, this mix is called The Sight and Sound of a First Impression. Um, I'm excited to get RJ's first impression of a lot of these songs. Yeah. I I don't know how many of the movies he's seen. Yeah. Or if he's heard the songs before. He's not a movie man. No, and... Almost watched Goodwill Hunting, but then got distracted by another show. Yes. Uh, yeah. Happens. Yep. Actually, no. Almost watched the new Matrix and then got distracted by another show. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so this is a mix that I've had for a long time. Um, and I was just in the mood the other week to listen to it. You know, it's just, it's spring, but the weather yeah. keeps on fucking with me here. Suddenly it's like 40 degrees. The next day it's like 70 degrees. Global warming, I think. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that works because everybody says global warming when it's like hot out. But then when it gets cold out and they're like, climate change. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, Just say that the whole time then. (laughs) That makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. But yeah, I was just in a lethargic mood recently. thought I'd do this mix. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I knew Devin knew most of the songs, so I wasn't really worried there. Um, yeah, RJ, what, what was some of what? What? You were you? What were you? What were you thinking about going into this mix? Yeah, what's, what's on your mind? Um, what's on your mind, buddy? Kind of just glancing at it. I, I was just like, this looks like a sad, sad boy mix. Wait, you didn't listen to it? You just glanced at it? I was <laughs> glancing into it. Fuck. And I was just like, what? That's how you listen? To, how, do you listen? Yeah. Oh shit! I've been doing this wrong. <laughs> He's just been watching the song. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of look and I'm like, that <laughs> yeah. looks like a sad like, picture pictured, on the album. I'm picturing what this song would sound like. <laughs> That's pretty good. But like looking good like song. when we first saw it, I was just like, all right, this looks like you know from the artist that I do know. Um, it looks just like a sad mix. I was like, all right, cool. And then kind of listening to it, I was like, oh, I think it fits that that the genre of just being a sad mix. Yeah, sad, sad it's, boys. But not too sad. No, it's the, the, I think that word melancholy used last week fits. Mm-hmm. Where it's not sad, but it's somber. It's like uh, somber. Yeah, it's it's not it's not quite depressed. It's just like nihilistic, I guess, Ooh, in yeah. feeling. Yeah. Nothing matters. Yeah, nothing yeah. matters. Although the first song is fairly like Yeah. 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 Little, uh, the second song has a little bit of happiness. I mean, these songs have some yeah. happiness in an okay. RJ. Second song, yeah. <laughs> as far like as happy. that dude goes, probably <laughs> the happiest happy. song. Yeah. Yeah. Third song, that's like that's a happy song. I mean, yeah. Fifth but song, like that's a, a that's a I'm ready to come song. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah. I mean fifth song like makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> if that counts for anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what it counts. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's get this out of the way. Devin, uh, I'm going to play it safe here. I'm going to say favorite, least favorite, favorite artist. I'm just going to go with 535. Five. Just okay. That's my plan is safe with you. All right. Archer, I'm going to take a chance here. Okay. I'm going to go with 425. 425. 425 locked in and ready to go. 
flow. Mm. All right. So the sight and sound of a first impression, some background to this is uh, these are all songs that when I first heard them, they were from a movie. Um, there was once a time when before Spotify where you where I would look for soundtracks and probably download them illegally um, and then listen to them all the time because I'd watch a movie and be like, oh, that song's fucking sick. Never heard just of just come song. over to my house to the the database. Oh yeah, get the terabyte full. Yeah, yeah. Get the three hundred and sixty four point five days worth of music. Yeah, just be sitting there with my three monitors. Be like, yeah. what do you need? <laughs> I'll put it on a flash drive. <laughs> yeah. So this these are all songs from back then for the most part. Um, I didn't get a smartphone until like 2016, 2017. So like, oh damn. Um, so yeah. So once I got a smartphone, I'll, then Spotify started being more relevant but like honestly spotify wasn't like relevant to me until we started doing the podcast like i'd use it for like oh, yeah. stuff i knew but now i use it for all sorts of things yeah <laughs> it's a very good discovery tool yeah which it's really good. is the it's the only way the youths are finding new music these days oh yeah i was talking to uh, one of my coworkers, like well back in my day i would <laughs> go down to the record store I was talking about like uh, collecting like vinyls and getting into that, hmm. and how it re- like I would just go to the store after work, use my tip money, and just buy like five vinyl records with cool album covers on it of bands I've never heard of before, mm-hmm. and it reminded me of going to the store back in the day, like when you'd hear a song from a band on the radio, and then go to the store, look up that CD, see if they have any other ones because you don't have the internet to look up their discography, right? Yeah, you know, and then there would be like some you know say like tim's album picks of the week and it'll have five albums this dude chooses and you'd be like oh i bought one from his last time like maybe i'll try out a new one yeah like that whole music discovery thing of just judging an album by its cover or like word of mouth you remember those uh listening stations that they had too yeah oh yeah hot yeah. topic had them too yeah, yeah. Like, like, cool i'll check this out or you could like go to dimple records and be like can i listen to this They're yeah like, yeah we, we got you yeah. imagine nowadays driving to the mall putting on headphones to listen to corn <laughs> like that's insane well yeah like, oh, i just do that on my phone that's kind of a good point because the another way of discovery was music videos back then yeah yeah so like you would just be on fucking fuse yeah, wait for a new music video and find yeah. something. Right, speaking of that, with the headphones and like listening at the the record stores, can you imagine how many people are just like, "This album's really, really good." Oh yeah, like you're you're yelling in the store. Yeah. my mom did that all the time. No, she'd be like, "I want to find the good Celine, Celine Dion." Dion. Album. <laughs> really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, mom, you're yelling again. Yeah, I'd be like, can we go now? What? Where's my Canadian queen? Yeah. <laughs> Is this my heart will go on <laughs> from the boat movie? <laughs> I want the song from the boat movie. Jack and Rose. Yeah, with the door. There was plenty of room <laughs> for him on there. Yeah, yeah I, I I said this before on the podcast. Before uh, the interwebs, before really getting into the internet, well, actually, I don't know. Yeah, because like MySpace, I found like a f- fair amount of music. Yeah, I, yeah. I used MySpace as a tool for that. To be honest, I did with you. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But, but bands would promote themselves, like the band Law Dispute. Yeah, I found in the MySpace age in high school because they sent something to me because I had like Glassjaw and Touche, not Touche, worry, but some other bands like that yeah. added. I don't Thursday. even remember how that worked. Yeah, 
and they like sent something to me saying like what's up i like your profile i'm like oh my god a band <laughs> likes my profile this band must be cool <laughs> so they were like some bands were better at promotion through things like that back then yeah definitely but it, like seeking things out through my space was kind of tough I, it was never, hard yeah i never had blink or eminem message me it's well sad did you message them no i didn't <laughs> I don't think I've ever messaged a band. Yeah, I remember one summer, me and Jeff Gentry, we spent the entire summer on MySpace finding new music. That's when we got yeah. really into noise. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we got really into noise that summer. Oh. Yeah, that was like, a good summer. All right. Yeah. Are you still into noise? Uh, No, not really. I mean, yeah. I, I, whatever the Blood Brothers are considered, I still like them. Okay. But, yeah. Noise was interesting for the time. Yeah, I had that's something that I've never fully gotten into. But there's some bands like No Age. Yeah, is cool. And I forgot the other one. Yeah, there's a bunch of bands that we listen to that aren't around anymore. That probably lasted for like a year. That's about it. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I don't think people make them as like serious bands. No, it's always like a side project from somebody else. Yeah, or the Blood Brothers. Um, but yeah, so this is all music from movies, so it's going to be a mixture of talking about the music, the artist, and then kind of mentioning the movie a little bit. Um, but yeah, let's get into the first song here. We've got All My Days from Alexi Murdoch off uh, Time Without Consequence. This album came out in 2006, track number one, four minutes and 57 seconds. Uh, Alexi Murdoch, British folk musician and songwriter. Since his debut in 2002, Murdoch has released two LPs and one EP. Uh, his music has been featured in numerous television shows and films. All My Days was featured during the closing moments of The Cold Turkey, the third episode of the fourth and final season of The O.C. <gasps> oh, I never finished that. Yeah, I didn't finish The O.C. either. God, I loved that show, though. Yeah. I watched probably up until the third season. So, so fucking good. Uh, Orange Sky was featured in the OC's first soundtrack, music from the OC. Yeah. Um, All My Days was featured in the sci-fi series Stargate Universe. (laughs) Tight. (laughs) And this song was All My Days was featured in the film Away We Go, which Murdoch also provided the soundtrack for and was the title song in the movie Real Steel. What? The Hugh Jackman <laughs> robot fighting movie? Yes. <laughs> Orange Sky or this song? Uh, I want to say All My Days. All My Days. What the Damn. fuck? Uh, it was also featured in the Sprint Girl commercial for the Samsung Galaxy Galaxy S3. It was. I that, <laughs> too. Uh, that being said, the first time that I heard this song was from Away We Go. Uh, I remember seeing Away We Go in theaters and just being like, God damn, this is a good movie. Yep. It was just one of those movies. It was just an indie movie, and it was like kind of taking a chance because you had John Krasinski in it, who was still only John Krasinski from The Office. He wasn't yet the writer, director, movie star that he is now. Yeah. Uh, and then you had Maya Rudolph, who was also just SNL Maya Rudolph. Yeah. Who was like nothing else, really. Yeah. I mean, she didn't even do any of like, the spin off movies that I can think of. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I think. She's, I think she has uh, some bits in MacGruber, but I think that's even after this. Yeah. Um, so, 
yeah, it was uh, definitely a movie that was kind of taking a chance on being like, I don't, I don't yeah. know if this is going to be good. Uh, but this is also like the 2000s where like indie movies were being made more frequently and there was a lot of good ones. Yeah. Today. And not getting a lot of publicity the way no. it is today. Like A24 is kind of like, like people make jokes about it. Like how, you know, oh, it's obviously like an A24 film. Right. Yeah. There was no concept of that back then. Like mm-hmm. there would just be bigger named uh, actors yeah. and actresses that were in these indie movies that just kind of appeared, you know? Yeah. You'd have, like, Noah Baumbach, like, his films were, like, pretty well-known during that time, but, like, they were still not huge. Like, I love The Squid and the Whale, but that's, like, that's not a huge movie. Yeah. You know, Wes like, Anderson was probably the standout guy during yeah. that time. And, like, Eternal Sunshine, when that came out, I think that changed a lot of people's minds, at least for me. Every like, kid, yeah. Yeah, when they saw that, they're like, there's other types of movies? And then they're like, this guy... Saw it too and made yeah. an album. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally how Circus Survive was explained to me. Yes. I remember someone was like, the guy from Saleson went out of his mind watching Eternal Sunshine and wrote an album. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, All My Days, it's a fantastic song. Uh, I love this song so much. Puts me in a good mood, which is why I started it at the beginning here. Uh, RJ, talk to me. Talk to us. Explain. Explain, Lucy. Uh, so I think this was a nice little intro there. Kind of was a very slow kind of introduction to it of my, uh, you know, the sad boy mix that I thought I was getting into, uh, where it was like, you know, kind of sad. But uh, I did enjoy the song. I, enjoyed, I looked up the other songs and I was actually like, okay, it fits the theme of this guy. Sound of his stuff versus like something that's all over the place. I do like the little, just like the, what do you call those? Uh, on the snare, the brushes. I enjoyed oh, those because yeah. it was just kind of like a rhythmic. Like, do, 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 do. And I enjoyed that, especially with the guitar. I think his vocals were, were good on there, too. And it was very soothing. I love me some Ooh. good brushes. Yeah, he was a good brush. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I like this one. I like this as an intro. And, you know, I was, I was very happy with this one. <laughs> Did you listen to Orange Sky? Uh, I just pushed play on his top song, so it's it was probably, probably his top yeah. song. Yeah, I don't know if I think it's hard to tell if Orange Guy is a better song than this. It's I, like right I, I there. Don't know. You know? I think that's the other one where I was like, "Ooh, I like this too." But then, yeah, that was yeah. probably the one. That one. This one, now that I've listened to it more recently, I feel like has more repeatability to it. Where mm-hmm. Orange Guy has, I don't know, there's like a gimmick to it a little bit, but it's a great song. Yeah, and I think they played that at the. Was it at the end of Away We Go or the beginning? Uh, I think it's the end. The end, yes. Whatever it was. Louisiana or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I love that house, too. So cool. Oh, God, I want to watch that movie again. Yeah. RJ, I think you'd like that movie, too. Out of all the ones on this mixtape, I think you'd like that movie the best. Okay. Seems like it's right up your alley. Yeah, Maggie Gyllenhaal plays like a crazy professor and... Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, I forgot she was in that. Yeah, she's like, she talks about how she doesn't like strollers because you're always pushing your kid away from you. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, so I just remember John Krasinski yelling at his wife on the train. Yeah. Like, you want me to be angry? <laughs> yeah. This is me angry. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I think I saw this before I saw The Office. Oh, so wow. I, I didn't know of him as Jim. 
That's on crazy. the office, but I'm, I might be wrong depending on when it came out. So I got in the office kind of later, mm-hmm. like probably season six or something. Yeah, I remember getting into the office, but I wasn't like all in until Netflix. Like I remember watching episodes mm-hmm. and enjoying it, but I wasn't. It wasn't like Friends for me, where like yeah. Friends was like something that like my mom loved, so like we always watched like the new episode. Mm-hmm. Whereas the office, like I would catch episodes here and there, and then once Netflix became its thing, it's like, oh yeah, I'm in love with the office. It's so good. I've I probably watched that four or five times all the way through. Oh yeah, yeah. It's one of those shows that's just easy to watch. Uh, yeah. Do you have any thoughts on All My Days? I love the song. Yeah. I love the song. I love the movie. Reminded me of the movie. A lot of these songs reminded me of this uh, specific time in my life, mm-hmm. which is, I think I discovered most of these songs the same time you did. Right, yeah. So around that same time. So all these songs were bringing up memories. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. It's a nice time. <laughs> Yeah, it was hard to make it because, like, I'm a big fan of 500 Days of Summer. Oh, yes. Because um, I was, I was, they have a Please Please, the Smith song. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Outside on the boxcar. They do that at karaoke. Oh, oh, yeah, they have that song. Yeah. Um, yeah, Pixies. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Wes Anderson Films almost made it on this. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else was like a really close. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of options for great soundtracks during that time. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, the Into the Wild soundtrack. Ooh, Ooh Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder. Ooh. So good. Yes. Society. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that he would be better on his own than with Pearl Jam? Yeah, fucking a ukulele. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you like, have think you heard about, like, those songs, RJ? Uh, I've seen the movie, so I probably. Yeah, them. it's in, it's throughout the movie. They're so, so goddamn good. Goddamn good. <laughs> I remember, well, I mean, yet again, you know how a score is actually like, you know, music. Towards a film makes the movie that much better. Yeah, I saw the movie and I liked the movie a lot, so I was like, I probably yeah. love the soundtrack too. Yeah, it fit the movie so well. I, just I don't, don't remember if, it top of my head. Did he? I don't know if he made that for the movie or he if it did. was just okay. Yeah, that it's, makes more sense. Yep. Did they just put him in the wilderness with a ukulele and he's like, I got this? Yeah, basically, just I'm live so- alone in this bus <laughs> for six months and write some ukulele songs. Almost die, Jeremy. <laughs> like, nope. <laughs> Six months. Did you hear they actually uh, get rid of Jeremy? Apparently, like after the movie or something like that, they had to take the bus out because so many people were trying to go to it. Really? Uh, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. They, so they like helicopter like picked it up. Bitches. Have I you remember ever gone to see something from a movie or a TV show. No, I'm not a psychopath. I know. I don't understand it. Yeah. I, I, I people do that, that in LA a ton. I'm just like, why? Yeah. yeah. People live there. That's their house. Yeah. Leave them alone. Like the full house house in San Francisco. I think I've seen it, but also they all look the same. So I'm just like, yeah, I've seen it. Cool. (laughs) Next. Where are we going next? Scranton? (laughs) I had friends that went to Scranton. They went there for something else, but they went to the places where... They filmed like the outside scenes of the office or something. With it's the like, office. what are you gonna do? You're just gonna take a picture? Yeah. It's like I'd like but to see the outside here. of Patty's, but it's like, what's gonna, well, what's gonna happen? Yeah, yeah, and that's probably on a soundstage in L.A. Run into Mac and Charlie there. Like, yeah, what's, what's happening? We're gonna <laughs> so, cook up a scheme okay, together yeah. with Frank. It's, yeah. it's interesting since you mentioned all this. <laughs> drink some milk with the McPoyles. Yeah, <laughs> uh, on, on the uh, on Instagram, it has all the guys from It's Always Sunny there. 
And they're like, hey, like, what's up? This is behind the scenes of this episode. If you guys look at it, you might be like, this looks familiar. Well, this used to be the old office building. Uh, sorry. Well, what's uh, the lead uh, actor? Um, Charlie? No, 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 no. Oh, on, uh, Michael Deep Carell. Michael Scott. Michael Scott. Yeah. Steve Carell. And, and, and he's all like, it's like, you know, Steve didn't pay his bills and couldn't stay here any longer. So they rented us out. Like season 11 office try to compete with this we're still here uh, yeah. and it was funny them just talking shit and they're just like well, now we rented out your whole office for our episode <laughs> so they, they're getting close to the longest running sitcom yeah i think they technically are going to be because they renewed for like two or three more seasons yeah it's crazy so it's like they have they're under contract for it people want it so yeah. they they talked about it on the podcast and i watched it the uh, I, I'll say the R word, but it's the Hell D yeah. is dating a R word guy. Yeah, with the wigger. Yes, yeah. <laughs> such yeah. a good episode. Yes. Oh no, baby, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> like, I think he's retarded. <laughs> what? Oh, such a good one. No. Um, yeah. Also, I found out yesterday that American Dad is still being produced. I I don't understand any of the Family Guy spinoff shows. So I've been watching American Dad just at night to go to sleep. <laughs> I psychopath. It's so much better than Family Guy. I don't know. Uh, the alien is I'm good. No, it's so much better. I'm telling you. Just, I'm done with Family Guy, okay, especially Cleveland all the new show. stuff. <laughs> don't get me started on the <laughs> Cleveland show. That was a short run and it I miss it. <laughs> My name is Cleveland Brown. I'm here to say. Oh, such a good show. All right, moving on. Track number two on here. We've got Angelese by Mr. Elliot Smith. Off of Either Or from 1997. Track number nine, two minutes and 56 seconds. Stephen Paul Smith, known professionally as Elliot Smith. American singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist. Smith was born in Omaha, Nebraska, raised primarily in Texas. Lived much of his life in Portland, Oregon, where he first gained popularity. Uh, Smith's primary instrument was the guitar, though he also played piano, clarinet, bass, drums, harmonica. Smith had a distinctive vocal style, characterized by his whispery spiderweb thin delivery. And often used multi-tracking to create vocal layers, textures, and harmonies. Answer my question. Okay. Uh, after playing in the rock band Heat Miser, sick name. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. I love that. I watched that cartoon the other day. I've never seen it. Somebody it's... just gave me the little figurine for Christmas and like, this is you. Oh, I love that cartoon. It's so good. <laughs> and with the fucking, uh, uh, the ice wizard. Uh, oh. He has a whole song about put one foot in front of the other. Soon you'll be walking out the door. It's no big deal. <laughs> um, so after playing the rock band Heat Miser, uh, for several years, Smith began his solo career in 1994 with releases on the independent record label Cavity Search. <laughs> That's butt stuff. <laughs> in 97, he signed with DreamWorks Records, for which he recorded two albums. Uh, Smith rose to mainstream prominence when his song Miss Misery included in the soundtrack for the film Goodwill Hunting in 1997 and was nominated for an Oscar in the Best Original Song category. Insane. Oh, okay. So he didn't win. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Uh, Smith was a heavy drinker and drug user at times throughout his life and was diagnosed with uh, ADHD and depression. His struggles with drugs and mental illness affected his life and work. 
and often appeared in his lyrics. At age 34, he died in Los Angeles from two stab wounds in the chest. I did not ever realize it was two. That's... He did it twice. That's rough. That is insane. Damn, that's some Hillary Clinton shit. That is... Oof. Man, I can't I can't do that. That's okay. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Uh Either War was the third album from him. Uh May 1997. Book ended by two singles, Speed Trials and Ballad of Big Nothing. Uh director Gus Van Sant was highly impressed with the album, incorporating three songs of its uh three of its songs Between the Bars, Angelese, Say Yes, along with a new song, Miss Misery, into the Goodwill Hunting soundtrack. Miss Misery was nominated for the Oscar, blah blah blah. Yeah. So I remember seeing Goodwill Hunting uh probably if I had to guess, not in ninety seven. I didn't see it in theaters. I probably saw it in like ninety nine, um, when it was like on D V D. Uh my uncle had the D V D. And uh yeah, I love that movie. Uh, as my first introduction to Elliot Smith, and I remember being like, "Ah, oh, this guy sounds amazing." And I remember, I can't, I remember forgetting about Elliot Smith until like probably freshman year of high school or something, mm-hmm. and that's when like I was really introduced to like Connor Oberst, and that's mm-hmm. when I was introduced yeah. to Jeff Magnum, and that, yeah. and then that led me back. Uh, I, th- I want to say this girl Amanda, but that led me back to Elliot Smith. Because I started getting into those guys, and then she was like, "Oh yeah," and then there's Elliot Smith, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's the Goodwill Hunting fucking guy." Yeah, um, which he is—he's fantastic. I—it's hard to be like, like Connor makes some great songs, and I love them. Jeff Magnum makes some amazing songs that I don't listen to as much. Elliot Smith is like somewhere in between there, where like yeah. commercially he makes really good songs. And then he makes some really weird songs, but they're not, like, too weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's just fantastic. Uh, he was very popular in our generation, I would say, in the aughts, uh, just because he's one of those, probably similar to, like, the dudes in the 70s, you know, when someone would, like, overdose. Uh, people would kind of, like, yeah. memorialize him in weird ways. And Elliot Smith was the same for our generation. We're, like, I guess the generation before would have been Kurt Cobain. Yeah. Um, and for us, it was probably closer to elliot smith uh just being like oh this guy this guy stabbed himself yeah it's in so the heart dark because he was in so much pain yeah yeah um so rj walk me through your uh smithy elliot's you ever elliot stabbed yourself in the chest <laughs> uh, i'm familiar with elliot smith i don't think i've given him much much listen to I know he was popular amongst everybody else, like with us. Yeah. Um, I remember somebody going through like my Spotify and they're like, you listen to Elliot Smith. And I was like, I added it because I knew the name. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So uh, he played with Blink at one time. So, was... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so, that'd be such a weird tour. <laughs> like, I'm so unaware. I didn't even know he was dead. Um, oh, sick. Like, it just, it just, I was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, so this. The stab wounds were self-inflicted. Oh, yes. We should say it. It it does sound like he was killed. The autopsy said apparently it could be a homicide. No, he stabbed himself. I'm pretty sure he stabbed himself if you listen to his But I guess... (laughs) I guess it said on a He washes the pain away with a pint of Johnny Walker Red. Well, from what I skimmed over, which I could have just misread it because I don't know how to read it. Skim me, baby. But there was like a a note left. And apparently it says Elliot with only one T. So they're like, he's with two T's. Maybe he didn't write 
his name on it. Somebody else did. Yeah, maybe you're looking up Elliot Page. He was oh, going to be. kill himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, tears in his eyes. He's like, did I put two T's? Yeah, remember. exactly. Well, screw yeah. it. We're gonna move on to stage <laughs> two. He's not dotting his eyes and crossing <laughs> no. his T's here. He's like, damn it! I fr- there's punctuation needed yeah. to be there. Damn. I'm not going to waste all this energy in my good stabbing hand. Yeah, so I, just my lack of knowledge of him. I, I didn't realize. <laughs> oh, man. Imagine if he had knives in both hands. Edward scissor hands and be like, fuck. I don't know which one's stronger, so I'm just going to do it with both. What if he was just like, you know, my, my, I turned my life around. I'm doing great. I'm going to cook myself a nice meal and falls on his cooking knives. Final destination style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What if his ninja is throwing knives? But just in general, um, I did not realize he came out that long ago. Um, Oh, yeah, he's an old boy. I thought it was like maybe early 2000s and maybe just kind of stopped making music. No, he's dead. Yeah, he did. But, um, yeah, yeah, he had a longer career or like an earlier career than I actually thought of uh, that I knew. And uh, But, I mean, it it does fit this this sad boy mix. Um, But tell me about the song. It was a good song. It was a good song. Uh, I think when I first listened to it, I was just like, this one's okay. And then I went back a couple more times and it kind of grew on me. I don't know if it would be my favorite song. Um, but but I think after listening to it a couple of times, like I said, it did grow on me a little more. I don't know if his style is per se the way that you know that I enjoy with stuff. I was gonna say the my question that you answered in the the description about his vocals, he does that multi-tracking, like layered vocals, where he'll like he'll sing something at this level and then layer it with something at this level and like put it together, and it sounds like kind of like a shitty recording. Yeah, but there's also some cool thing about it. But that's really not for everybody. Like when girls do it and they have a cool melody, it sounds cool. But well, that's the cool thing about it is like RJ couldn't tell. Like, if I didn't know Elliot Smith and I heard the song, I wouldn't be able to tell you that it was made in 1997. Okay. Yeah. yeah, No, not at all. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it is also interesting that RJ hasn't seen any of these movies. So I'm curious that uh, his perspective of them is going to be different. I saw one. The th- oh, you saw Garden State. We'll get there. Yeah, oh, Garden yeah, State. yeah, yeah. Yeah, true. Um, But yeah, so for me with the song... I think having seen the movie uh, changed my perspective on it because kind of similarly, like I didn't like it as much at first and then listening to it a few more times and in context with the movie also, I uh, I started enjoying it more. But I've never been the biggest Elliot Smith fan. Yeah. Um, but I've listened and I've listened to him, but not like, listened and then hearing this made me want to listen to more because i'm intrigued by him yeah i love the song because he has such a weird picking style yeah i can't i wouldn't be able to by ear be like this is what he's doing like even if you give me the chords it's such a weird sporadic picking style yeah i mean he's bipolar yeah he's all (laughs) over the place yeah so yeah, and also that was, that was another thing. The guitar is in the background, and his vocals, it's very vocal forward. Yeah. Like, it's very em- emphasized on the vocals in this, which are could be off-putting to some uh, because he doesn't have, like, a traditionally good voice, and it is layered, so it sounds uh, different, I guess. Yeah. Um, 
but when you really like sit down and listen to it, you're like, man, that's some nice guitar, like interesting guitar, a really cool melody that is really downplayed. Like he's intentionally downplaying the melody. It seems like, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good song. I liked it. I liked it the more that I listened to it. Did uh did I can't remember? Did Jeff Buckley kill himself or was he? He uh, floated away in a river. So yes, yeah, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> but everybody says that he did not. Like, <laughs> okay, it's have it's, you heard his voice? He one hundred percent killed yeah, himself. <laughs> he's been trying to kill himself since that first album. <laughs> yeah, like, did he kill himself in the nineties? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, I get them confused because Tim Buckley, Tim Buckley's his son, I think, who also died mysteriously. Is the Papa Tim Buckley? Maybe the Papa's Tim Buckley, but they both died mysteriously. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Papa Tim Buckley, Sonny Boy, Jeff Buckley. Jeff Buckley went swimming in a river and then was never seen again. Oh, so he could be out there still. He could be out there, yeah, just living in Mexico with a cool mustache. RJ, you've heard Hallelujah, right? Yes. Mm. Okay. <laughs> you heard Lover, You Should Have Come Over? Which version of Hallelujah? Ooh, the uh, really cool guy with the guitar version. Oh, I was going to say the Black Baptist Church version. <laughs> Haley Williams is a version of it. No, nah, it's not. Jeff Buckley, like, he is just, uh, his guitar playing is amazing. bizarre. It's just it's like, amazing. It's one of those guitar players that is he's he'll never be recognized as like one of the greatest guitar players ever. But when you listen to it, it's like, yep. what the fuck are you doing? It's insane. Yeah. The sounds that like that's the thing about it. Like after a while, like people can do solos all they want, but when you're trying to like revolutionize, yeah, John Mayer. Yeah, fucking John Mayer. <laughs> I mean, okay, that's the exception to what I just said. But anyways, <laughs> but you can like do solos all you want. And after a while, it's just trying to find new sounds to make with that instrument that mm-hmm. people haven't made before. Mm-hmm. There's something like exclusively 90s about Jeff Buckley's playing style that makes it sound so unique. Uh, Thurston Moore from Sonic Youth is similar. Like mm-hmm. He's an amazing guitarist and doesn't quite get the recognition that he deserves for it um, because it's not traditionally like, oh, he's not you know playing cool ass scales man he's not playing blues standards like no he's doing something really interesting with a guitar that nobody else has done before jeff buckley is just on another level yeah especially because it's like you're that talented with guitar and then you sing yeah and he (laughs) sings like a guitar yeah, it's not like John Mayer where he obviously sucks at singing. No, he's John Mayer has like a great sense of melody and a great unique voice too. But Jeff Buckley is uh, on another level with it. Uh, do you think that's what John Mayer wanted to be? He wanted Jeff to be Jeff Buckley. <sighs> I don't think he would have written that first song if he did. If he, I mean, if that was his goal with uh, "Your Body Is a Wonderland," <laughs> you're a little bit off there, buddy. Oh, all right, so moving on from Elliot Smith, uh, we've got Fair by the great band Remy Zero <laughs> <laughs> off of the album Villa Aline or Elaine from 1980. 
from 1998, track number 10, 3 minutes and 56 seconds. Uh, Rummy Zero is an American alternative rock band from Birmingham, Alabama. Formed in 1989, it was composed of August Sinjun, Tate, uh, Shelby Tate, Cedric Lamont, Jeffrey Cedric the Entertainer, Louis <laughs> Schiaffano, and uh, Gregory Slay or something. I don't know. Uh, this is Remy Zero's second album, released in 1998, produced by Geffen Records. After recording the album, Radiohead who the band had toured with previously, added Remy Zero to their tour in support of OK Computer. Huh. Uh, I always forget that OK Computer was released in the 90s. Yeah. It always feels like a 2000s record. Yeah. Um, the band also toured with Scottish band Travis. Uh, the album became <clears throat> popular for the, prof- for the song Prophecy, which was used on the soundtrack for the movies She's All That and The Last Kiss. Uh, the song Fair was used on Zach Braff's Grammy Award-winning soundtrack to the movie Garden State. And more recently, we were featured in the movie Fanboys. Love that movie. Mm. Um, that's about Star Wars people. Oh. Going to a Star Trek convention to take... And they go to, they go to Lucas's oh. ranch. Wait, uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? It's They, they intermingle. But it's, it's, a, it's about Star Wars fans. Okay. And they're on their way to, well, their friend's dying of cancer, and they're on their way to Skywalker Ranch. Oh. Um, I might have seen that. What's her face is in it? Ugh, can't think of her name right now. I think Kristen Wiig's in it. Um, yeah, anyways. Oh, uh, yeah, I might have seen that. Not Kristen Wiig. Sorry. Uh, fuck, what's her name? She's got big old titties? Uh, <laughs> uh, fuck, what's her name? It's the blonde lady who everyone likes. Pamela Anderson. <laughs> Kristen Bell. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, because she played a bunch of, like, nerd roles because she was in that one TV show and stuff. But uh, anyways, uh, Veronica Mars. That's right. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, this song, Fair. Uh, I've never I've never listened to another Remy Zero song. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they sound like in other songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, from the Garden State Challenge track, there's a lot of options to choose from. Uh, oh, yeah. This song fit the best for the theme of the mix. Um, I'm also a big fan of Let Go. That's a fantastic song that's on oh, yeah. there. Uh, is that Zero Seven? Let Go is no. Frau Frau. Frau. That's Frau Frau. frau. Fru- yeah. <laughs> Fru Fru Frau Frau. Fru Fru Frau Frau. <laughs> or is that Shoo Shoo Shao Shao? Shoo Shoo Shao Shao. Shoo Shoo Shao Shao. I think there's a In the Waiting Line. That's zero seven. Yeah, and I always got those two confused. Yeah. Remy zero and zero seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think the shins is on there too. Uh, yeah. A little bit too, a little bit more RJ, less Michael with the shins. I like the shins. I was introduced to the shins from this movie as well. So yeah, um, yeah. I'm trying to think. I think uh, Nick Drake's on there, which I talked about. Yeah, he almost made it, but I don't. I don't know. I think I think there's a bigger chance that RJ might like Remy Zero over Nick Drake. Um, yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, I I really really like this song for like uh, not even a one hit wonder band because I don't think that the song was a hit anywhere. <laughs> I just yeah. think it was in the Garden State soundtrack for a completely unknown band of just putting plopping a song into a movie. Like I fucking love this song. I love that movie. 
Uh, it is not my introduction to Natalie Portman, I will say. <laughs> yeah. I do have two Natalie Portman movies on here. It's not a big deal. <laughs> it's, that's true. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> How did I forget Natalie Portman was in Garden State? Oh, yeah. Wow. We love you, Natalie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you should have just done the professional soundtrack. Oh, Leon? Leon, il professionnel. Il professionnel. I don't know. How to Gary Oldman just being a fucking crazy asshole in that movie. Oof, <laughs> so good. You mean um, Commissioner Gordon? No, my first introduction to Natalie Portman was when I was ten. It was nineteen ninety nine, and The Phantom Menace just came out, and I saw it in theaters multiple yes. times. And she's amazing as Queen Amidala, and. Uh, what's her face is also in there as one of her hand servants, uh, who Ooh. does most of Amadala's work in the movie, who looks a lot like oh. her. Actually, two people. You've got Rose Byrne, who's in the background. I love Rose Byrne, which actually yeah. the Wicker Park soundtrack almost made it on. Wicker this. Park. I love Wicker Park. It's got Josh Hartnett and Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne plays kind of a crazy lady. Is uh, that like the Wicker Man? No, they have no. It's okay. not at all. It's a love story. <laughs> okay. But they have a song. They, there's a cover <laughs> of the Coldplay song. The the scientist on there Ooh. but that Coldplay cover the scientist is not on spotify oh. so i didn't want to put the scientist on this mix because it's yeah. not the actual song be from misleading yeah yeah exactly but okay. rose burns in that she's also in okay. <laughs> she's also in the phantom menace has one the other hand handmaids yeah. the other handmaiden is what's her face from domino can you start over domino <laughs> who looks knightley? like yes kira knightley who yes. kind of looks she has the kate jaw you know yeah. what I'm talking yes. about? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. You mentioned V for Vendetta yet? <gasps> yeah. Oh, I love V for Vendetta. Oh, That's okay. well. <laughs> it's a good movie. Uh, yeah. She went to Harvard. Um, she's oh, Jewish. You know who the, the girl in the cell in V for Vendetta was? It was Imogen Poots, who was in that show Outer Range. Just oh. found that out the other day. There we go. Thought I saw her somewhere else. It's yeah. all it's, it's all relevant here. It's all RJ. related. Yeah. <laughs> now he's a cowboy. <laughs> we're, we're making the connections. Are we bipolar? No. <laughs> we are not. We're just making connections. Just observing things. Do I love Natalie Portman? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. You know, I felt Short the same hair, way. long hair. I don't care. Oh. <laughs> Short no, hair, don't no, care. No yeah. hair. Yeah. No hair. No hair. She's great. If you ever, no ooh. hair, don't care. You got that no hair. She got that no hair. She got that no hair. And I do not care. Yeah, she's in fucking, I think it's in Darjean Limited, right? Where she's in the short in the beginning of it. Um, oh, with, yeah. With the eyebrows. French thing? Yeah. Yeah. What's his face? Yes. Adrian eyebrows. Brody? No. No. He's Mr. Nose. Mr. Eyebrows, he's in Rushmore. Um, oh, a fucking G. Yeah. Jason Schwartzman. Yes. Jason yes. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that little short in the beginning. Yeah, I don't forget about Natalie. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I loved Natalie Portman until I found out she was Jewish. That made me love her more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, Garden State, it's a fantastic movie. Uh, I remember the gal that I was dating at the time was like, hey, there's this movie called Garden State that just came out on DVD. Do you want to watch it? I was like, yeah, let's watch it. I was like, oh, Natalie's in it? Great. Uh, and I think I watched uh, this I mean, actually before I watched Scrubs. Uh, I was, uh, I didn't yeah. come into yep. Scrubs until probably 2005 or something. Yeah. This was my introduction to Zach Braff. Yeah. Yeah. His one and only good movie. Um, oh, what was that other one? Oh, The Last Kiss. It's, a he they, didn't they make do it. the, the, who else? Uh, you just mentioned The Last Kiss. Yeah. That was this band. Yes. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right. I knew that sounded familiar. I was like, fuck, what is that? I thought it was uh, Kiss the Girls, the Morgan Freeman movie. <laughs> <laughs> Go 
very different movie. You're racist. You're confusing it with Sebastian the Crab. <laughs> okay. No, not... <laughs> I mean, he's obviously Jamaican, which kind of the same thing, right? Go on in. Kiss the... Yeah. Well, well. do your Morgan Freeman impression. Yeah. Go on and kiss the girls. It's on his name, so I can't do that. Say, say his name. Get in, get, in, get in the mode and say, go ahead and kiss the girl. Hi, I'm Morgan Freeman. There we, there go. Now do it. Go ahead and kiss the girl. No, perfect. Well, well. That was good. All right. It's too much. I need to go ahead and kiss the girl. Okay, a little Obama. <laughs> yeah, what you how's your hands? What's your hands doing? There? He oh, was moving his hands. His hand things. There's only yeah. one. The other one was itching my back. <laughs> yeah, it was. That was all RJ. Right uh, hand was Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I know RJ. You've seen this movie before, so technically you've heard the song, but I don't know if you remembered it. Walk me through your feelings on Remy Zero. I didn't didn't remember. Um. So I heard this and I was just like, all right, this fits the song, the theme again, uh, overall. And I listened to it and I was like, I kind of like the song. And I listened to it again and again and it's kind of opposite of song number two. I'm like, all right, something's bothering me about this. <laughs> so then I looked up the artist and I think I listened to like one other song. And I was like, all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you go down to like similar mm-hmm. artists. <laughs> and then I think it said the similar artist to them. Uh, you got Lifehouse, yeah, mm-hmm. Tonic, makes sense. makes sense, and Semisonic, Semisonic, better than Ezra. That was like closing time. Here we go, and I was just like, maybe that's what because they they fit in there. They could go on tour with each other and it'd be fine. And I was just like, I think it's just that style, of like '90s, that I'm just like, all right, I'm not for that. Like listening to that, so I was just like, oh, I think there's a little Third Eye Blind in there too. Yes, I, I can hear that too. Yeah. But I was like, I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. But I was just like, I, I just think I'm not my favorite. But it fit the theme. I like the song. Um, I just think the more I listened to it, the more I picked at it. And I was just like, ah, it reminds me of a 790s song. Yeah. But, but it, it was, yeah. it's fine. It's good. It's good. It's fine. <laughs> You're not meant to love Remy Zero, RJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I wouldn't be surprised if he showed up with a Remy Zero t-shirt <laughs> at the same time. Uh, Devon? Uh, I I couldn't remember the scene that this was from, but I remembered it. But going off the whole Lifehouse tonic thing, it reminded me of the song Babylon by David Gray. Hey, yes. Oh, yeah. You know that song? Yeah. The chorus comes in, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, but I, I, I like that kind of music not to listen to but when i hear it i'm like cool 90s nice yeah um, you're a blues traveler yeah i am yeah i am a blues <laughs> time traveler for sure and it it made me happy it was a good song i i like it especially for like a a 90 sounding song like it is a good song yeah surprisingly yeah and i can't remember where it is in the movie but it fit the movie it's real nice um yeah, this was the first Zach Braff thing that I had seen. Um, and, yeah, so he just brought back all kinds of good memories. It was nice. Oh, yeah. This was like the Kate time, too. You were saying about the Kate jaw with uh, oh, yeah. Kira Knightley. And she loved Garden State. So all these were like, and what was the first one? Uh, Away We Go. Mm-hmm. Like, same time that I saw that movie, I saw Garden State. 
Mm, and the, the Kate years. The Kate years, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh man, good memory. Well, no, not good memories. <laughs> memories. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, the next one. <laughs> I'm having PTSD. <laughs> Um, all right, so moving on to the next song, which is a which is a treat for me particularly, but I was excited to see what you guys felt towards it. Um, how did how did it impress upon you? Um, the song is "I Get Overwhelmed" uh, by the band. We'll call it the band. It's not really a band. Uh, called Dark Rooms. Uh, it was released as a technically as a single in 2017, but it's part of a movie. Uh, Daniel Frederick Hart is an American musician and composer. Uh, he is a classically trained violinist. Hart has released music as a solo artist with his bands The Physics of Meaning and Dark Rooms. Uh, Hart has also toured with and recorded for numerous bands, including St. Vincent, Other Lives, uh, John Vanderslice, Swans, The Rosebuds, what? Annuals, Glasser, Broken Social Scene, Pattern is Movement. What? Uh, the polyphonic spree. Um, in 2012, Hart wrote and recorded uh, the score for David Lowry's film Ain't Them Body Saints, which premiered at the Sundance Film Festival in 2013. Uh, in 2016, Hart composed the score for Pete's Dragon, and in 2017, yeah. Hart composed the score for the movie A Ghost Story. Uh, in 2021, he did the score for the movie The Green Knight, or The Green Knight. Uh, which was oh no shit yeah <gasps> uh, so this guy so is super legit uh, if you hear his stuff he has a very composer uh, style to him uh, which is why when I first watched the ghost story one I watched I, the ghost story is an amazing movie it's not for everyone it's really fucking weird it's cool. really sad um, cool. but when I first watched it I was like god damn it I love this score so much which is weird for me because i will say it's the composition of this song that is like i love so much now i will say he he has obvious influences of radiohead i'm not a huge radiohead guy um i really like what he did with this score and in this song in particular it's like yeah you've got some definitely understand some radiohead uh i'm also not a fan of muse um, yep. he definitely has the same type of tone to his voice in particular as the Muse guy, uh, which I'm not a fan of Muse. Um, yeah. I do love this song because of the movie, but even taking it outside of the movie, I just love the wall of sound that is overwhelming. That is like, it's supposed to be overwhelming, but somehow it's like comforting the way that he's orchestrating it for me. Um, but anyway, so I love the song. This dude's awesome. Uh, he has some good scores. Uh, RJ, talk to me. How'd you feel towards... So, I heard the song and I was just like... How'd you feel about that? It stands out a little bit. That song, not the one on the mixtape. That song right there. Yes. It, it stood out a little bit, but I think from the first time I heard it, I was like, this is kind of amazing. And I was like, Hell I like yeah. this song a lot. And I was like, this is kind of cool. I like this. The only thing I'm disappointed about, I skimmed through the other guy's other top songs, and I did not like those. Don't worry about it. He's a, he's a composer. Leave, leave him alone. 
And I was like, oh, that deters me a lot. But this it song shouldn't. is just phenomenal. Just focus on the goddamn song. But this song is phenomenal, and I liked it every time I got to it. And I was like, oh, I feel everything. I love this. You feel the sound of it. I feel everything. Yeah. Literally, I put on my like my leather shirt and rubbed it, or my my suit and rubbed it all over Devin to get him all rashy, just because that's how I like him all red. I had to take so much Benadryl. Yeah, he cried. He said, "Stop!" And I was like, "Yes, yes." Cry to the song, Devin. <laughs> I'm already crying. But I was like, I just loved everything they did with this, and it was it was phenomenal. I'm just sad that there's not more that I'm like, ooh, there's like stuff like this that I can keep on listening to. It's very true. It was very disappointing to me when I first looked into his stuff. I was like, God damn, he's got like. Some good soundtracks he had worked on at the time. But this song, like, is a, just a standout of being like, you made magic with this song. I don't know. I don't know about everything else. But well, you guys just <laughs> need to stop complaining. Go listen to fucking St. Vincent and Swans and Broken Social Scene and shut the fuck up, okay? Just deal with it. He's in there, so. Uh, I'm so glad you liked it, RJ. No, I, I like this one a lot. This no. was it was fun. Uh, Devon. So, I it caught me off guard because it was a different sounding song. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I had to like pay attention to this one because it was the only one that I didn't really didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was already in the mood of this other stuff, so it like threw me off for a little bit, and then I like sat and listened to it, and I. I love all the layers of it, and it, it feels nice. Yeah. I see the Radiohead uh, like influence, but not the Radiohead sound. Mm-hmm. But I definitely see the Muse sound, and that's what turned me off of it at first. Right. And then listening to it more, I really enjoyed it. It's um, nice. There's something yeah. when he gets to the end there. There's something calming that he's doing that I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's like somehow he's hitting a frequency with this wall of sound that's so nice. Yeah. There there's another dude that I want to compare him to, but I can't because it's gonna go on another mixtape. That's that I know you guys haven't heard. Sick. So I'm excited for that eventually when I figure out four other songs to put with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well now you but, know RJ's in. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just gonna make my mix cater to RJ. No, I'm not. Because I'm the fucking <laughs> alpha. He's already had like four mixes. Right. For me. Could you imagine no, if RJ heard the song and he's like, oh, "I'm really into swans now." <laughs> it happened before. <laughs> yeah, listen to it then. <laughs> listen to it and tell me you're into swans, Devin. Have you heard this band Swans? <laughs> Fuck you. No, we're gonna go through a couple weeks, and then because of this song is now on my algorithm. Swans is going to pop up. I'm going to hear it. And then like three weeks down the road where Devin's like, I'm going to release that Swans because RJ hasn't right before because I'm right before Mike. I'm just going to be like, here's mine. And Devin's like, fuck. <laughs> it's all going to be off the seer. And he'd be like, that's cool. But I really like their older stuff. Like, <laughs> fuck you. Or found this band. Has anybody else heard of them? <laughs> Devin, yeah. Devin has had them on a mix already, but we don't need to worry about that. Yeah. We don't talk about his mixes. You know. <laughs> you know. You don't. You just don't understand swans, and you'll never like them, RJ. <laughs> it's not for you. It's for real, man. Man, I'm stoked that you guys both liked it. It's a great song. Yeah. Um, it's hard to explain to people. Be like, it's this genre of music. Um, but yeah, it's a cool song. I yeah, I don't know how to categorize it because it's digitally kind of. It's like postal service digital. Yeah. But not. The postal service. No. And it's not Muse, but it is Muse. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Minus the guitars. 
Yeah. <laughs> God, I fucking hate Muse. I hate him. Okay. And uh, I'm going to pat myself on the back. When, when I came up with this order, it was very easy. I was just like, oh, that's just... Because it's so surprising going into this song, and it's so overwhelming, and it's so nice, lots of sounds, and then it just goes right in. It just goes right into our sweet baby rice. Mm, baby uh, rice. <laughs> it's almost like the mix starts over, just because this song, this song, you can't, I don't know, like, it does not work in the middle of, it. it's like the third song on O, and it doesn't yeah. make any sense. It like, needs to be at the end. Yeah, it needs to be somewhere in the beginning or the end. I don't know where. I, I I don't know on oh it does make sense though because the whole album you're like cannonball you're like this yeah. is this is nothing like this song I think yeah. delicate might be before it too. Uh, what's the last song on there? Fuck, I don't even know. But I, I remember hearing the last song and be like, okay, that's why it's on there. Yeah. Like that's why that's at the end. But I remember is like pretty close to the end, which that makes sense for that song. You know. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck, I can't remember. I don't know, but Damien Rice's albums, like, the order of them, for me, it's like, it doesn't matter because there's every song is like a new experience, but the yeah. whole album together is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, this song is The Blower's Daughter. Hell yeah. Damien Rice off of Blowjobs. O, track three, four minutes and 44 seconds. Um, we've already talked about Damien Rice because of Origin. Um, but O is the, which he didn't, he pulled the song from the second album, not O, so it's fine. Um, O is the debut studio album from Irish musician Damien Rice, originally released February 1st, 2002 in Ireland and in the UK. Uh, the album is dedicated to Rice's friend, Mick Christopher, who died in 2001 from a head injury. Uh, Damien Rice had previously been a member of the band Juniper. Uh, sounds like a cool band. Oh. Uh, he took a sabbatical after it. Uh, he lived in rural Italy, as one does, who's like yeah. Damien Rice. Yep. So <laughs> traveler. Uh, took out a loan, blah, 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 blah. Rice wanted to release the album without the backing of a major record label, believing it was, uh, believing if he signed such a deal, it would compromise his future work, forcing him to move in a direction he did not wish. Hell yeah, Damien. Uh, he later described his motivation as wanting to forget about everybody else and make the next record that we're making just for ourselves again. So, uh, The Blower's Daughter was featured in the trailer for the 2004 Mike Nichols film Closer, as well as in the film itself. Uh, Cold Water was also in I Am David. Um, uh, let's see. And in the end credits of Stay... Uh, I think delicate, yeah, delicates and something too. Lost had, oh, yeah. I think, the blower's daughter. Yeah, Lost has it. Uh, that's when Hurley's CD player dies during the first season. I yeah, think. yeah. Uh, it's in House. Delicate is, I think, oh, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So the first time I remember, I was at my uncle's house, and uh, I f- think this was just on, like, on demand or something that he had. And I was like, ah, oh, Natalie Portman movie? Uh, <laughs> yes, please. Let me just darken the room. <laughs> just get my lotion. <laughs> and the movie starts with just Natalie Portman just walking down the street, camera just directly on her, people walking everywhere, while just the blower's daughter is playing. And it's just, she's just walking straight at the camera, basically. 
And it I'm is. Watching it right now. I was just like, holy shit. The song's amazing. Natalie's amazing. Uh, the movie's pretty good. Uh, it's a Mike Nichols movie, so if you know his history of filmmaking since Nichols and May from the 60s on up, he's one of the most prolific, uh, definitely, um, I would say, like, a uh, romantic drama guy. Uh, he's mm. also was really known for his comedy with Nichols and May. Um, Elaine Did May. he do Romancing the Stone? Because if not, I'm not interested. <laughs> Uh, Elaine May, who was his writing partner, and then they, they both made movies. She made a ton of independent oh. movies that were uh, – I've only seen a couple of them. There's some really great documentaries on them on huh. HBO Max. Uh, but, yeah, so Mike Nichols, pretty well-known guy. Uh, I believe Mike Nichols' de- directorial debut is The Graduate. Oh, so, the Dustin Hoffman one? Yeah, he's that guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's the guy that makes – I mean, we've got – Mrs. Robinson from that movie, which is one of the most iconic scores ever made by Garfunkel and Oates. Simon and Garfunkel. um, Yeah, that movie's great. Graduate's great. Uh, I was just actually thinking about The Graduate earlier today. I don't know if I've ever seen it. Good movie. Uh. Uh, Let's see here. Yeah, Closer. Great. Pretty good movie. Natalie Portman's a stripper in it. It's pretty awesome. RJ. Tight. Uh, you don't, you don't, she does get naked, but she is wearing, you know, some, close enough, some stripper clothes. Yeah. That's good. She has wig, pink wig. Uh, but yeah, Damien Rice, when I first heard the song, I was like, I need to know everything there is about this man. Um, and I did. He's amazing. He's one of my favorite singer songwriters ever. Oh, is T to B great. Uh, the yeah. second album animals or seven. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, it's a pretty Nine. good album. Nine. That's right. Yeah. Animals are gone. That's like one of those songs on there. Um, yeah. I think there's a song called Elephant too. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That album's pretty good. Not as good as Oh, still pretty good. Um, I remember Stephen Hogan learned Cannonball on guitar one day, and I was like, Oh, yep. show me Cannonball, yeah. Stephen. <laughs> I learned that too, and I was like, I didn't know you could tune your guitar differently. <laughs> yeah, that's a la- That's legal. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, RJ, walk me through. Uh, I'm assuming you've heard this song before. Yeah, I've heard this. Um, so th- these are the one of the songs where I feel like I don't, I don't know if you're in the same feelings that I have, but I just want to be alone in the room and just be like, play this. You have your personal violin. You have like somebody on a djembe, and you have like you know your guitar. Just play and I wanna, a candle. Like I want to close my eyes. You can do whatever you want, yeah. but I just want to hear this like right in front of me, and I want to feel that. I want to feel like you know the thud of the the djembe. I want to hear the violin like right next to me. Yeah. It's just I want to feel that emotion. It's a beautiful song. Um, I love it. I love I, it. I the personally end. like working out to it. Oh, like walking around my gym making eye contact with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the blowers don't <laughs> Staring some guy. And then me. as another guy like sees you're staring, you just kind of smile at him and <laughs> wink. <laughs> Blow him a little kissy. Be like, I'm listening to some good music right now. But then, like, you, you know where we do the podcast and with Devin and I, but then the door opens up and then the girl comes in and starts singing. I was like, oh, I did not expect you to be here. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes, come join us. Come join us. And then I realized that she's the daughter that's going to blow us. Oh. And I'm like, this is just that much better. No, the blower's daughter doesn't blow. Oh, am I mistaking the lyrics? No, yeah, the blower is the one that does the blowing. The daughter, 
He's just in love with the daughter. Yeah, not oh, all okay. women are whores, I, RJ. Okay. Yeah, he I, met the daughter because he was getting consent. suck jobs from this the blower. <laughs> and yeah, he's like, your mix? daughter is magnificent. <laughs> he's like, shut up, I'm blowing you. <laughs> and then it's a Romeo and Juliet story from uh, there on out. With uh, Leonardo. Like, you can't date him, I sucked him. <laughs> That's what uh, I got from this yeah. story, anyways. Uh, yeah, the Romeo, the Leonardo DiCaprio Romeo and Juliet. That soundtrack mm. almost made it onto this. Oh, that was uh, such a cool fucking movie. Uh, fuck the Radiohead song. Uh, not oh. plastic trees. Uh, not, Fake uh, plastic trees. No, it's the Karma Police. Nope. Uh, the walls. Uh, oh, bulletproof! I wish I was. I think it's so. on there. It's I on there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, Oh, I think there were two. Yeah, there's another airbags. One. Something no. Air- no airbags. It's like a longer title. I don't think what it's bulletproof. It? I wish I was. No, there's a. What's the second one? <sighs> Par- not paranoid android. No. Um, I think it's the bulletproof song. <laughs> From. God damn! I don't even. Ah, it's exit music. That's right. Oh, exit music for a film. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, the other one's just called Airbag. That was on some other movie. <coughs> I don't know. They came out with another album. Okay, oh, Computer. Okay, Not Okay, 1997-2017. Hmm. Just remastered, I guess, with a fuck ton more songs. Okay. It's <laughs> the new tonight now. Um, yeah, RJ, you like, you, you like this song. <laughs> oh, the song's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. I still have my scenario what goes on in my head, but well, you just stick to that. But it's a dude. Right, we'll figure it out when we get the there. The dude is the blower. Devin. I love this song. Love this album. Um I don't remember the movie too much, but I do remember Damien Rice being in the movie and that being like a selling point for me. Uh but yeah, fucking Damien Rice. What you were saying about like the way this flows, like when it repeats the mixtape, this goes into the first song so well also. Mm-hmm. And it makes me want to listen to the whole mix again. Yeah. Which is a good thing that we we don't often have. Usually like finding an ending song. And then that going back all, to that first also song, a beginning song, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's kind of tough. So yeah. that was nice. Um, yeah, obviously, I've heard the song tons of times, and uh, I love it. I always wondered because there's the Frankie Valley song, like I can't take my eyes off of you. Yeah, I always wondered how that worked with the song. Like, he, yeah, did he not get in trouble? I like, can't take my eyes off. Of you. Is it yeah. a different melody? Yeah, it's a completely different melody. Can't take my. <sighs> No, it's a different key. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Devin, I guessed five, three, five. How did I do? So close. Ooh. But not really. <laughs> Favorite song was one. Whoa! All right. Yep. But five. Uh, five is very close. Yeah. One, just because I hadn't heard it in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, least favorite four. Oh, even though you liked it, even though I liked it, interesting. Favorite artist though is five. Nice. Yep. 
Our jizzle, my nizzle. So I went back and forth with my numbers for for the most part. Um, mainly the favorite artist. And I was like, well, yes, that that then kind of went back and forth, and then I was like, finally, I commit. And Mike, hundred percent, Oh, that's right. Me and RJ are just in sync, Devin. Damn. You wouldn't it was, understand, bro. It was four to one, but then I was like, no. I think it all goes because I, I heard some of the songs versus Damien Rice's Damien Rice, and I was like, yeah. no, nah, I, I go back to Damien every time. You guys ain't in sync. This is what happens boys. when you make great mixes. You become in sync, and we dock. Mm, no, nah. no, we're totally docking. <laughs> totally docking. No. no. Yeah, we're docking. You're yeah. licking his ass. I ain't licking nobody's <laughs> ass. He, he gets the leftovers. Unless they're paying yeah. me for it. Yeah, you get the dribble that comes out of the, the not not airtight seal. The gruel? <laughs> I ain't getting the butt gruel. He gets the butt gruel. I don't, I don't want that butt gruel. <laughs> oh. <sighs> All right, what are you guys? I'm only gay for pay. <laughs> what are you going to rate this? 4.8 out of 5. Ooh! Yeah. <laughs> it's a good mix. It's a good mix. Yeah. Good so good collection of songs. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I had heard most of them, uh it uh just tapped into some nostalgia and some songs that I hadn't heard for a long time and then a new song. Like usually I only like hearing like uh, songs that I hadn't heard before. Yeah. But uh, this was an exception. I I liked it. I liked it all. Played it played nice. Sound yeah. sound good in my ears. It's also, like, on surface, you'd be like, it's just, I don't know. It's hard to find five songs that, to me, all sound distinctively different, but, like, work together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, every one of these songs sounds different to me. Maybe not yeah. to someone else, but. Mm-hmm. no. And the concept of the mix, I really like, too. Like, the first impressions, because mm-hmm. our first impressions are pretty much the same. Like, first time we've heard these songs are from those movies. Yeah. So I can relate to that aspect, too. And then it got me thinking about other movies. Also, something I forgot to bring up with the uh, Good Will Hunting thing. I feel like that is the first movie that really featured an indie-style artist. And people noticed the music in it. And then ever since then, those indie movies started putting out music similar to Elliot Smith in Good Will Hunting. Yeah, because before then, you had like the powerhouses. You had like Prince and Seal... Yeah. And fucking R. Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, nobody was paying attention to, like, acoustic singer-songwriters. No. Or, like, obscure indie musicians or the Damien Rice's of the world, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that did kind of pave the way for that style of music. So, yeah, the whole mix got me thinking about all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, let me think about movies, too. I made a list of movies that I want to watch. I might download that what's that app called where you can like Voodoo. track the movies that you watch? <laughs> yeah. Oh, letterbox letterbox. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I kind of want to get that just so I can make a list of movies that I want to watch and start <laughs> checking them off the list. Yeah. Yeah. Our jizzle. So with this one, um, I, I understand where you're going with, with the mix. Who are you talking to with the title? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And I understand, but I didn't see any of those movies, so I don't have any, you know. But this is the sight and sound of your first impression, RJ. What's this? So I was like, I do appreciate that. And I was like, I appreciate how they kind of all are kind of similar, but they're not. And there's some of them that remind me of Lifehouse. So I was like, ah. 
Um, so I was like, okay, but I do like the ending. The intro was cool too, and those are kind of like things in the middle. But overall, I would listen to this mix again. Mm-hmm. Overall, I, I was intrigued with it, and it just made me like Damien Rice even more. Uh, I give you a nice solid four point two. All right, all right, two four. And I was, I was like, I'm happy with this mix. Um, you know. I don't know if I'd listen to Lifehouse again, but I would listen to this mix again as a whole. It's a good song. Arjun. It is a good song. It, it, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. a good song. If you didn't listen or if you didn't look at the similar artists, I'd think your opinion would be different well, because well, I didn't look that up until today because I was looking up whether Zero Seven and Remy Zero were the same band or the, in the waiting <laughs> line was the same band because I was like, fuck, there's another Zero band. <laughs> and I looked it up on Spotify. And I was like, Lifehouse. Verve pipe. <laughs> okay, you're right, Spotify. But it, it slightly did change my opinion of it today. Well, I mean, before I even saw that, too, it was just like, there's something off about this, and I don't know why. And then I literally looked it up, and I was like, oh, that's probably why. I was like, this is yeah. off. It is kind of close to that Tammany Hall NYC song from Scrubs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that song. Yeah. Because yeah, exactly, <laughs> I, was, I I understood. You are an enigma, impression. RJ. <laughs> it was a first impression. An enigma wrapped in a mystery. <laughs> was that on my makes? Because it wasn't going to be if I didn't put it on there. No, it was on there. All right, nice, good job, me. All right, Devin, let's let's hope for a good one this week. You, uh, I hope wait, you wait, 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 Mike. What are you going to rate yourself? Yeah, what are you going to uh, rate yourself? There's a fiber, bro. Yeah, that's going to be five. Good mix. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Good job, Mike. So, I hope you guys got your knee pads on. Ready to suck. You have some high uh, <laughs> expectations. So, I found a band recently. Oh, no. One band. Okay. And I don't I, like this already. <laughs> I, I know RJ I'm has intrigued. not heard them. I'm intrigued. No, no I'm not I, intrigued. I know that. Okay. <laughs> it's not Blink-182. It's not Eminem. Out. Sorry. Um, I don't know if Mike's heard them. But I love this band, and it has elements of everything, a, a bunch of bands that I love. Like, if I were to tell you that I found a band that reminds me of Idols and The National and a lot of Cursive in a good way and Godspeed You Black Emperor, but also Jazz. All right, this is too much, RJ. <laughs> <laughs> this is too much. <laughs> I think you might be overwhelmed by this. Yeah. And then <laughs> from what you just said. Fucking love it. Just every genre. What possible. can I can I do stuff with this? Like do I have yes. to just sit still? <laughs> uh, so I'm glad that you made this melancholy mix this week because this is melancholy is the best description of oh, this band again, style. Huh? Uh? I'm alphaing again, huh? No, no, no. I'm not being alpha by two people here. Alpha. alpha. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. But the name of the mix is, and I, I went through a different, few different names, but I just settled in this one. RJ's going to hate it. Dark name, light sound. You guys have any guesses? RJ will not guess it. Mike, uh, I don't know if you know this band. Pink Floyd. <laughs> well, okay, I'll just do a different mix then because this one's ruined. You've heard of Pink Floyd? <laughs> oh. All right. I just sent it to you. Is this a Star Wars mix? Nope. Nope. But has something to do with film scores, but not in not in these five songs. 
<sighs> have you heard this band? Uh, let me see. Are they on a playlist that I have? They might be. They just came out with this new album recently. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're on the play. They're on a playlist that I have. Okay. Uh, well, of a of a, I found a couple of these after it was from your uh, from your Sacred Bones mix. These, oh, okay. they're not on Sacred Bones, right? No, I think they your Sacred Bones mix when I was like searching a bunch of these people mm. led me to them, and I just so, I I don't I can't tell you if I've if I've listened to them, but they're okay. on this giant playlist. That I so I will tell you up front, they came out with an album in 2017, and. I uh, listened to part of it, and I think the first song on that one is called Instrumental. And I listened to it, and I was like, all right, I'll get into this later, figure it out. Like, what's going on here? The Um, name originally found on a random Wikipedia generator. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I I listened to that first song on the first album, and I was like, all right, I'll get to this later. Didn't really, like, put too much into it. And they came out with this newest album, and... uh, I listened to it front to back, and I fucking love this band. But uh, they are no longer together. They just released this album, and you'll read about some stuff in the Wikipedia. But uh, I went back and listened to that first album again. Love that first album, too. And they're like EPs and singles. But the the songs that I chose are not my favorite songs. They are songs that I feel like will show a little bit of each element and eventually build you up to the point to accept the last song. Hmm. So little pieces. Well, and look- then if you hear that last song first, you'd be like, what's going on here? It's not that crazy. But if you hear it, you'd be like, I don't know what's happening with this band. So yeah, I'm excited to listen to it. I hope you um, like it. Yeah, I know I've I know most of the bands on fans also like, and I've listened to them. Oh, I didn't even look that up. Yeah, is Sol- it like Sol- Shame? Soul Glow. Yeah. What? Squids on there. I like them a lot. Injury Reserve. I like them a lot. And wait, um, what? Okay. That- Shame. I like spelling. I like Yard Act. I like. None of those sound okay. So Black Midi. Probably the one they sound the most like. Um, a lot of these other ones I haven't heard of. Yeah, Shame, Spelling, Yard Act, Billy Woods, Injury Reserve. Nothing like those bands, but I understand why they're together. It's like avant-garde-esque. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I'm I'd looking say at their, some of their playlists up there on, it makes sense, except for this one that has Turnstile on, so that makes me irritated. <laughs> Is it the new Turnstile? Probably, I don't The best turn style? Uh, yeah. But they got spacey beats. I don't care. <sighs> listen to new the listen to the new Kendrick. All right. <laughs> I might. We'll see. Right, I'm excited. Um, all right. So if you want to listen to this uh, melancholy playlist about movies and stuff, then uh, just go to Spotify, type in five song mixtape, all one word. Yeah, it's That's not that hard. It's not hard. It's not. There's five song mixtape that is separated yeah. in words. Yeah. That's the podcast. That's a five podcast. It shows tape. up as a podcast. All one word. That's the playlist. That's like a person's profile, which is us. Yeah. 
with playlists. Not complicated, RJ. From the episodes. I get confused easily, though. If you listen to the podcast on Spotify, it's right in the same app. Yeah. 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 I don't know who I'm yelling at now. RJ. Nobody's complained to me. I know who we're yelling at. Who? There's only one man. Is the man made of milk? <laughs> the man <laughs> made of milk. Milky man. The milky man. No, yeah. he figured it out. He's cool. I fucking yeah. saw, real quick, I saw a blueberry muffin Kit Kat. What? Have you guys seen this? No. no. I saw it at the store, and I was like, this is disgusting. Did you I'm get not, it? I'm not going to eat it. No, I'm not going to try it. I'm not going to well, waste can't say it's like $2 on a blueberry muffin Kit Kat. How is it covered in chocolate? It's a Kit Kat. It's okay, purple do, though. Do me a favor, okay. buy it and then eat it on the next podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna search that down. And all three of us eat it. And I'm gonna say, okay, Mike, if you don't eat that, you go find the Reese's with potato chips inside of it. Nope. Try that out. <laughs> I'm not doing that either. Do it. I mean, I, I it's good. Yeah. I had it. Where do you find this? Gas stations. I go to gas stations. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's a gas stationer. Yeah, I'm a gas man. I'm a gas man now. <laughs> I'm a gas man. Times have changed. I'm a gas man now. <laughs> they got Reese's with pretzels in them. They got Reese's with Reese's mini pretzels. Reese's in them. Oh, those ones are good. Yeah, like no. baby versions of them. It's just it. redundant, though. It's like if they had M and M's with M and M's inside of them. I'm like, fuck off. Ain't nothing wrong with that. There's plenty wrong with that. <laughs> Why are you candy coating the shit that's inside when you can't even fucking see it? Like uh, Remember when you were a kid and you just. Emptied a tube of mini M and M's in your mouth. Oh my god! <laughs> they just made those into perfect shooters. Ready, like three, uh, two, one, yeah. <laughs> gone. Yeah, let me shotgun this M and M tube real quick. Get back to Call of Duty. No, and just drink your Mountain Dew. Just wash it down with some Mountain Dew, pitch black, a can of Pringles, the new one. <sighs> no, but M and M's with M M&M and M mini minis like inside of them. It's yeah, genius. No, it's not. Just yeah. eat M and M's. Yeah, I don't know. It <laughs> might, might just be my cowboy lifestyle, but I just like to keep things simple, you know. I like those dip M and M's. Yeah, <laughs> those are good. Uh, yeah, Char- I like my M&Ms. Win- wintergreen M and M's. I like some red man M and M's. Oh, is that not politically correct anymore? Can we not call it red man chew? No, that's what it is. He's a rapper. You're good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll get a pack of the Red Man, a pack of the Method Man. <laughs> Give me some of that Ghostface Killer pouches. Ghostface Killer. Killer. Um, all right. On to Devin's mix next week. We'll see, RJ. We'll see. I'm going to fucking love it. Curious. Well, okay. you know, one complaint is he did, you know, he picked the same song from the same album, and I remember that was an issue. There's two Ooh, albums. That was ass. the issue with the Milkman. Yeah, he's like. I think down on it already because they're from the same album. Okay, MF Doom has, what, 12 albums to choose from? (laughs) And how many side projects? (laughs) And then picked the two songs from the same album from the worst side project? Yeah, he's going to put his foot up your ass. I'm going to fucking put both feet up your ass. (laughs) Can I get a... I'm going to swan dive in your asshole. (laughs) Can I get a... (laughs) (laughs) Can I get a bag of those uh, DJ Khaled Khaled, uh, M&M's please Don't don't even Another another one one. (laughs) So buy one going free Yeah (laughs) You get another one